Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Nothing can really prepare you for the adventure of parenting. (laughs) The whole idea of becoming a mother, becoming a father is one of the most amazing experiences we can have as human beings. Uh, The incredible blessings, the amount of love. For those of you that are moms and dads, do you remember when you were first holding your your, your first child and just that that amazing experience of love? There's nothing like it in the universe, but it's also really hard. It's incredibly demanding. It stretches us like never before, and we can many times feel very overwhelmed. Uh, We're going to talk about the mystery of being a mother, being a father, and talk about the mystery of parenting here today. And with us, we have a very, very special guest to join us. She's been on the show many times before, but it's been a little while. But I am thrilled to have with us my wonderful wife, Beth Sree. Hello, friends. (laughs) So good to be back with you today. So welcome to the All Things Catholic Podcast. I'm your host, Edward Sree, and I'm thrilled to have my wife, Beth, on the show. And she's on today because she has a, a book that just came out that she's a contributor for. And why don't you tell the listeners about this, this new book? So it's a very simple concept, and you'll understand it as soon as I tell you the title. It's called The Ave Prayer Book for Catholic Mothers. So it's published by Ave Maria Press, and it basically is just what it says. It's just a conglomeration of a variety of prayers um, for particular mothers. And what's awesome about it is not just prayers, you know, like wrote prayers like here's a Hail Mary and here's the Our Father. But each contributor has written about which prayer is really made an impact on them. And so you're learning about, you know, how prayer can be incorporated into life and how it's made an impact. And yeah, it's it's real personal. What are some of the themes? There's some really great themes. So encountering God and Mary, um, a mother's heart, marriage, prayers for when you're in the midst of trials, prayers for when you work, grief and loss, you know, really the whole gamut of life's experiences. So something for everyone. There's a lot of different contributors. Uh, Sarah Chrismeyer, who's also a friend. Carrie Schutz, Daunt, Mary Lenneberg, Kendra Tierney, Kate Whittaker, Christina Jalloway. A lot of excellent writers, you know, female writers within, you know, the Catholic world. So... It's pretty exciting. So we're going to talk about some of the some of the themes here, particularly the one that you wrote about. But if anyone's interested in the book, again, it's called The Ave Prayer Book for Catholic Mothers, and you can get it at AveMariaPress.com. But if you use the discount code, and here it is, then it's it's my wife's name, Beth. <laughs> uh, if you if you type in the code at the checkout, um, you can get a, a discounted book and free shipping within the continental United States. So again, you can go to AveMariaPress.com and get the the great discount that they're going to offer until October 15th. So you got to do it right away here. And and you'll, and you'll get free shipping within the continental US and you use the code Beth at checkout to do that. And we'll give you, put that on the show notes and uh, remind you of that at the end of the show. But what was the theme that you wrote about uh, in your section? I wrote about being overwhelmed as a mom because um, I think that's eminently relatable and um, something I experienced pretty profoundly. Really? In fact, today, I'm still experiencing it. Here we go. Moms feel overwhelmed? Tell me about that. I know, shocking, quite shocking indeed. Yeah, so I remember just being, 
a young mom, a new mom, and having one kid, having two kids, having three kids, and all of a sudden I was like, whoa. <laughs> Especially when like the oldest was four and I had a two-year-old and then I had a newborn and I wasn't sleeping and I was still nursing, but I was trying to potty train one of them and do preschool kind of, you know, and then still make dinner and still kind of keep the house clean. And yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. And I just remember very distinctly just feeling like I do not know what I'm doing. Like, this is very clear. I have these three little people relying on me for everything. And yet I am clueless. Like, wow. I think that's that's one of the big experiences of a parent, you know, like where we could be so successful in so many other areas of our lives, whether it was when we were in school or in our jobs, you know, or you and I in our, our ministry, we were doing in focus uh, on the college campus. We could feel very successful. I accomplished a lot. I, I know what to do. I've got a clear direction. Um, and, and, and then you get into the parenting world and you realize I have no idea how to do this. I remember so many times just calling my mom and just saying, thank you, mom. I had no idea all you did for me, <laughs> you know, uh, as I'm just not able to sleep at all. And I feel like I'm completely drowning in life. And, uh, and that feeling of like, I, I'm not sure, am, am I on the right path? I, I think this is right. But then there's other times going, I'm just failing. I just, I, I don't know how to do this well. I think, and, I, and I, as I reflect on differences between, you know, men and women, husbands and wives, in some cases, maybe this is a little harder on the moms. I would, you know, this is actually St. John Paul II writes about this a bit, especially if a mom chooses to, to stay at home with the kids. For my life, you know, parenting was, it it did turn my world upside down with love and joy and happiness, but also upside down in these other many ways. But after a while, after that first baby, and then, you know, after every baby, the life is really you know, there's a big transition, but eventually my life goes kind of back to normal. It settles into a new routine. And because I can go back to the office, I'm there with my friends and my colleagues and can go out to lunch with them. And I saw my prayer routine up there. But for many moms that are at home, they could feel very alone in that process and, and, and overwhelmed. And even feel like they're losing a sense of identity. You know, I used to be such a go-getter. I used to be someone who would take charge, make it happen, get it done. And now all of a sudden I'm overwhelmed by filling up sippy cups and reading Goodnight Moon and, change, you know, just everything. It just kind of snowballed. And it just, it almost feels like you can never get a break. Like you look forward to nap time like you wouldn't believe, but then you blink and nap time's over. You know, maybe you switched the laundry and, you know, started folding it and then boom, someone's up and running and then it's snack time and dinner time and and bedtime all the times. So, yeah, one thing though, I mean, it's it's interesting for me now having eight kids and especially when I'm around meeting people for the first time, they're like, whoa kids. Oh, I don't know how you do it. I can't even do it with whatever, you know. And I just always I just always like to say everyone is maxed out exactly where they're at. Because however many kids you have, whether it's one, three, or 17, that mom, that dad has never had one, three, or 17 children before. So everyone is trying to figure it out. Everyone has never done it before. And it just, I think it's the great equalizer that we're all completely just figuring it out at the same time. And so the the comparison piece, I just really want to call that out, especially for, for us moms, because that's 
that is something that can be somewhat of a temptation just because, you know, I have eight kids right now. Sure. But I have drivers. I have babysitters. You know, I have kids that, you know, can ride their bikes to their friend's house. I think when you have three small kids, two small kids, that's actually more physically demanding on the mother than when you have olders and littles and in-betweens, you know? It's really weird. I will say that doesn't make sense on paper to see that. But I remember a friend of ours, when she had three kids, being approached by an older mom with, you know, I don't know however many she had, like eight, ten kids, and noticing that my friend had sewn some dresses for her daughters. And the older mom was like, how did you find time to do that? And my friend was kind of like, what do you mean? Like, you're the one with more kids. But no, the older mom realized like, no, it's amazing that you found time to do that because your kids are more reliant on you for their daily existence or daily activities than my kids are. So the older mom knew it'd be easier for her to sneak away and find a pocket of time to sew. But she recognized that the younger mom, my friend, is it was more of a miracle. So all y'all moms out there, everyone's maxed out wherever you are and you're exactly where you need to be. So this bit, we all feel maxed out <laughs> in, in parenting. Uh, and when we feel overwhelmed, so here's a question, is, is that bad? Like, does that mean something's wrong? Is something off if I'm feeling overwhelmed? I don't think so. I know it's easy to go Debbie Downer and get negative when you feel overwhelmed, but it it's actually normal. I mean, when you're overwhelmed, you're being confronted with a new challenge. You're being confronted with a new way to grow. And so it's easy to be, you know, kind of thrown off kilter in that moment when you see that, oh, how am I going to respond to this? I don't know what to do. This is unusual. I'm not... I'm not feeling prepared for it, but it's in that overwhelm that you're invited to give more, to be more, to learn more, to show up more, which then just increases your capacity to hold space for others, to love others, and really to encounter Jesus even more. Yeah, I think the, I think that's the the key here is to to look at this from a spiritual perspective. Is that when we're overwhelmed with anything in life. And by the way, some of the principles we're going to talk about here can apply to when you're overwhelmed at work, you're overwhelmed in college with your classes, you're overwhelmed battling an illness, you're overwhelmed with your finances, what I mean, this can really apply to everything we're we're talking about in the context of parenting here. But, but to really see that these are, these are encounter moments and uh, moments to encounter Jesus at a deeper level. When I feel like I I'm completely empty. I have nothing left to give. When I feel like I have no idea how I'm going to get all this done. When I feel I'm completely exhausted and I know I'm not going to get any sleep tonight because we have a sick baby. You know, so like all those moments in life, like those are are, are places that we want to really turn to Jesus in. And, and, and he's inviting us in those moments to realize how much we need him. I'm overwhelmed. I can't do this on my own. I need you, Jesus. Help me make up for what I'm lacking here. I just can't do this. I think the the challenge, though, is we can be tempted in those times of being overwhelmed to to not respond the way Mary or the saints would. You know, we could be tempted to fall into discouragement. You know, being you know, just I just want to give up. I I can't do this. Maybe we're tempted to fall you know fall into anger. Some people get bitter. 
you know, about, wow, you know, I, I, I knew parenting was gonna be hard, but I had no idea. And it's preventing me from doing all the things I want. I can't advance my career as much. I can't, you know, do all I want and my hobbies and my interests outside the home. And, and so they get bitter and kind of angry about their vocation, preventing them from, from being able to, to live the way they want to, <laughs> you know, uh, that, that, that's not, that's not a saintly, holy Catholic response to this as well. But I think sometimes we can just feel like we're failures. It's like, you know, I know what to do in the office. I know what to do in my work and my career. I know how to get those things done. But man, parenting, I don't know how to do this. I don't know if I'm I'm doing a good job. And, and so we could fall into this kind of self-condemnation where we condemn ourselves and go, I'm just a bad mom. I'm just a bad dad. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, our, our kids aren't behaving well. They don't behave well at mass like all those other families. Anyway, we compare ourselves and all and we feel like failures. Those are the things, that's what the devil wants us to do. You know, when we're overwhelmed, instead of turning to Jesus and surrendering and begging Jesus to make up for what we're lacking, we we, we focus on ourselves and, and all that we have to get done. And that'll lead to discouragement or it leads to anger or it leads to a feeling of failure and self-condemnation. What would you say to, to just say a mom? Okay, so we'll put in the mom context here. What would you say to a young mom Thanks. that's feeling over, feeling really overwhelmed and going, I don't see the point in all this and I just feel so like, you know, unseen and, you know, I'm just here at home with these little kids and like, there's, I don't have a sense of purpose and, you know, is, is this really worth it all? What would you say to them? Well, I think first, I think it's important to realize when we're discouraged and speaking like a melancholic here, you know, I, I like Eeyore is my spirit animal from Winnie the Pooh, you know, okay, I guess I'll do this, <laughs> you know, so it's easy for me to get discouraged rather easily. But I read recently that discouragement is actually rooted in pride because I see that the way things are going, the way things are happening is not the way that I want them to be going. It's not the way that I want them to be happening. So for instance, let's translate that to mom life. Like if my house is a mess and I wanted to have dinner done by this time, or I forget to pick up a kid somewhere, or I'm running late, or there's traffic, or you know, I forgot to turn something in, like some paperwork or things like that. Like, it's easy for me to be like, oh, you know, and just really get down on myself. And instead realizing, you know, like, you know what, it's because it's not going the way I want it to, but that doesn't mean it's not going the way it should. And so mm -hmm. what do I need to do internally, interiorly to like reroute my way of thinking and realize that God is here he is in this moment. He has a plan for whatever, whether it's the traffic, the forgotten kid, or the dinner that's burnt. How many times have I burnt dinner? And I'm like, oh, there's no time to fix it. And garlic smells bad when it's burnt, you know, like things like that, that, yeah, I just think it's important to kind of just take a deep breath and refocus. A, a little side note here. I love burnt vegetables. So when that happens- It's very strange. It, I, I, I love it like when my broccoli just has a little but bit of brown on it. So it's actually, see, she's thinking it's, you know, this is horrible. I'm a failure. And God used it to, to satisfy the cravings of her strange husband. You're so weird. You are so weird. <laughs> it's You're, true though. It's true. Right? It is. He does, especially peas. Like peas. he loves oh, the burnt peas. peas. Burnt. Yeah. Carl likes them. Some of our boys like it when it's burnt too. So- Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, <laughs> All praise be to our Lord. Yeah. So another thing to think about too, um, especially now as I, you know, 
we've been married for a while and I can look back with the bird's eye view of the journey and what it's been and and look back at myself when I had those itty bitties at home and was just spinning plates and flying around and trying to keep up with all the needs is a phrase I was telling a friend of mine talking about young moms. And I'm like, they just need to know that they don't know what they're doing. But she took it like they don't know what they're doing, like like kind of Debbie Downer, like, you know, the melancholic way. But I meant it like they don't know what they're doing, you know, and caring for these souls and raising them up and giving their life like, for their children. Like it's a positive spin. Yeah, like they don't know the profound impact they're that, having. They're yes. changing the universe by right. pouring themselves out this way. Right, because there's so much of child development that happens in those early ages, you know, the bonding, the attachments, all the things that they are truly laying a foundation, a natural foundation to enable this child to be able to encounter Christ, to enable this child to experience virtue, to enable this child to have habits and ways of being and just know that they're deeply and profoundly loved in those moments, you know, just smiling at your baby, smiling at your toddler, you know, being excited to see them when they wake up from their nap and maybe even when they sharpie the wall, you know, you're, you <laughs> want to rage at them because you know what that means. But instead, again, deep breath, refocus. Okay, tell me what you drew here. Okay. <laughs> do you really think you should have done a Sharpie on the wall? What do we say when we talk about using markers on paper? Right. <laughs> on paper. So little Tommy, you know, you're going to help me try and get this off. I mean, how does one get, this is not a true story, except it is. So one <laughs> well, of, one of, true no, but this is one in particular where a child did this in the bathroom and he drew a lovely picture of a boat with a fishing <laughs> fishing rod catching a fish yeah that was a good time this is a good time I've heard, I've heard you say that before and i, I think that's so profound that, that you know for a mom but i think it applies to the dad too when we're pouring our lives out in our kids and really making that the number one thing the world doesn't give us applause for that we don't get a lot of comments and likes for that we don't have people showing up at the door and saying thank you mrs Beth three for filling that sippy cup for the 10th time today <laughs> you know like, like i get praised all the time when people say oh we like your book dr shree or we'd like that talk you know but the, the mom that's at home and pouring her life out in her children in this way even though she's unseen uh, or feels unseen by this very secular world. We don't want the secular world to be the standard for happiness and success and what we want to aim for in life. Because honestly, in the eyes of the angels, um, that mom that's there at home and you know changing those diapers, smiling at the baby, teaching the baby to talk and to read and to not use sharpies on walls no <laughs> sharpies keep them up very high teaching them to pray teaching them to put their dish in the dishwasher teaching them right away to be kind and to ask forgiveness and to forgive and, and to use soft uh, hands around the newborn baby <laughs> all of those things in the eyes of the angels are so much more important than anything somebody might do in the office or might, you know, post on social media and get lots of likes for, uh, or, you know, might, you know, get a pay raise for or whatever. I know it's like, like that pouring out in the children really is, is, is so amazing. And so we might feel overwhelmed. We might feel like we're failing, but it's right there in those low moments in the, in the valley, if you will, that God wants to meet us. And, and we're having such a profound impact by giving our lives to our kids, but it's also where God wants to meet us and change us and inform us. So let's close Beth, with um, there's a prayer that you offer in your reflection and your contribution in the book. 
um, that I think is so profound and has such a great gift. Uh, and I know the prayer is not your own. You read it somewhere, but maybe, yeah, tell the listeners about the prayer that you included, uh, one that you turned to many times. Yes. So this is from the book, I Believe in Love by Father Jacques Delby. Is that how you say? Is that his name? Um, so it's about St. Therese. It's like, I highly, highly recommend it. It's like a retreat on St. Therese and her spirituality. Um, but it's a very short two-line prayer. And it goes like this. Jesus, repair what I have done badly. Supply for what I have left undone. So it's the idea that we're just inviting him in. You know, all the things that I've done badly, you know, where I've made mistakes or where I've just reacted to, you know, Jesus, come in and fix it or just show me how to fix it and then supply what I've left undone. Because, you know, especially if you're maxed out, which most of us are, we're cutting corners. There's things that aren't getting done. So just make it not matter. Make my husband like the burned vegetables, you know, (laughs) supply for what I've left undone, you know, help me to find a way or help someone else to step in to help me find a way for all those little things that just didn't get checked off on the to-do list. When did you start saying that prayer and how, how has it helped you throughout the years? Well, probably around the time it was three or four kids, you know? So when it got, when it was out of my control and when I just had to surrender more, it was just, it was just at the ready. It was an easy one to just, and just to give it to Jesus because he knows better than I do what is important and what is not. And so I may have my opinions, but those aren't the opinions that really matter. Yeah, I think in those early years, again, of parenting, how many times we feel like <laughs> like, like we've, we've done something badly and something is not, you know, what is left undone? The dishes, you know, the, <laughs> the, the, laundry. the laundry or whatever, you know, this is so many moments like that. But I've heard you say many times that when, you know, that whole process of parenting and realizing how little control you have is good for our soul because it reminds us of how little control we have in all of life. Not just not just in like keeping the kids, you know, behaving well at mass or doing their work or whatever, but, but I, I think that's true. And, that, and that's part of what God is doing is he's shaping us and forming us uh, through the process of parenting, stretching us in those times of being overwhelmed that we have to learn to depend ever more on him and allow him to make up for where we lack. So if you want to learn more about uh, the book that Beth has contributed to, uh, if you want to get that discount and the free shipping that is available between now and October 15th, so you have to move fast, you can go to AveMariaPress.com. That's AveMariaPress.com and use Beth as the code at the checkout. That's just B-E-T-H. Yes. So my wife's name, B-E-T-H, Beth, uh, at the checkout. And anyone in the continental U.S. can get that discount and free shipping at AveMariaPress.com. Uh, if people want to connect with you, they want to follow up with any questions, how they find you? The best place is probably on the gram. Instagram, I'm at Mrs. Beth Sree. Okay. And you also have a website? Oh, right. My website is borntodothis.org. Again, borntodothis.org. That's um, based on the famous Joan of Arc quote, I am not afraid. I was born to do this. Very good. All right. Well, thanks so much, everyone, for listening. And as always, you can always connect with me at edwards3.com. That's edwardsri.com or on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks for listening. And thank you, dear life, for being on today. You're welcome. God bless everyone. Bye-bye.